Welcome back to another episode of the Bush League Podcast. I am your co-host, Dalton Thompson. He is Zach Ashby. Zach, welcome back stateside. Thank you. Uh, If I sound somewhat groggy, I just got off 30 hours of flying. So, But I am ready to, to talk some Carl's baseball. I'm ready to hit some games. I'm ready to just... Hopefully, try well, to enjoy my time somewhat with the Cardinals at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be. Uh, I don't know if that's the best way to welcome you back. But it's been a tough, uh, tough last week since we last recorded. Um, I figured I'd start at the top uh, of the episode with the good news that Zach is home. Uh, Zach, are you allowed to disclose where you were? Or are we keeping that top, top secret, top level um, secrecy? No, I mean, I can go ahead and say that since I'm back. Um, I was uh, deployed overseas for six months. I was over, well, I say deployed. It's not really a deployment. It's more like a temporary duty in uh, Qatar for six months. So um, that's what I've been doing since, uh, well, six months ago. So yeah, um, Zach, Zach, has I, been, Zach has been recording from... Qatar uh, this whole time I, we really didn't uh, we weren't really allowed to, to share so we didn't uh, add it in or anything but uh, we've been operating on a 13 hour time difference so that was that was one thing and then um, you know scheduling and he was a day ahead of me so you know it, it was uh, it's tough to, to schedule now but now we're both stateside and, and in the same state and in, in, in the same city so we're going to have a lot more consistency with our recording schedule and um, hopefully do more in-person stuff. Go, go catch some games. I know Zach and I are uh, trying to plan out some uh, times to go to some games maybe next week. So mm-hmm. it's going to be good to, uh, to get out to the stadium and enjoy the game together. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll try and make some content out of it. That would be, that would be ideal. I think. Yeah. For but, sure. Um, Zach, you're you're back in the United States, and the Cardinals have uh, have not given you that uh, that welcome home that we were hoping they would. They uh, have been dwindling in the last uh, you know seven games from the last time we recorded. They've they went three and uh, three and four, lost to teams they shouldn't have lost to. Zach, what is your initial thoughts as to the state of the St. Louis Cardinals right now? Um. I think it's all deriving from pitching at this point. Um, but, I mean, I mean, you can't really put the, the center blame on just pitching. I mean, right. with uh, hitters being left on base, is this the same thing that's been happening the last two weeks? We uh, sound like a broken record, and, and for everyone listening, if you've heard this before, we promise we're not repeating anything. We're just – we're sp- we're speaking facts. The Cardinals yeah, just the cannot same thing get with runners on 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 base for whatever reason that may be. Yeah, I mean, um, pitching just ha- just has not been there. I mean, the the best outing that's been out so far has been uh, Jordan Montgomery, Monty uh, seven uh, innings. Yep. Yeah, Monty seven innings. Um, other than that, I haven't really been impressed with what else has came through. Um, the hitting is the same way. Yeah, you can hit singles and doubles all you want, but it doesn't matter if you don't score. You know, how do you get you know shut out five zero against the Pirates? Um, I don't know. It's I'd- tough, especially having the the team that we do. It, you you put it up against like a. Um, you know, like a San Francisco Giants or or the the Diamondbacks for for that matter, and think you know we I think we match up pretty well. I think we probably have a better team, but based on statistics, you know, pitching team statistics, those are two teams that are better than us at pitching, um, and that's that's just statistically speaking. Um, that's the one thing that the Cardinals have not done a great job of controlling. Um, you know that it's they're they're giving up hits in an alarming rate, uh, 161 hits, the most in the MLB. Um, 
runs run wise, we haven't given up a ton of runs. You know, we're um, we're we're 19th in the league with uh, runs given up. You know, we're giving up home runs. It's tough to watch, man. It's it it really doesn't make sense as to why the Cardinals have struggled as much as they have. Yeah, I'm just I don't. I just I wish there was an answer for I don't just like there just isn't there isn't a, an exact answer other than the the pitching has failed us when we needed them and the hitting hasn't come at opportune times uh, every time someone's hitting it, with runners on like uh, yesterday they had runners on second and third with nobody out they went strikeout strikeout uh ground ball i think it, it was something something disappointing like that but it's those times when we really need the big dogs to shine and and Contreras goes down swinging or gorman or, or goldie or Nato. you know it's it's like great they're getting hit you're they're going two for three two for four you know but those are lead off singles or or um you know one out singles advancing the runner to second it's just it's it's very frustrating to watch right now yeah i I couldn't remember a time where we've had this many times the bases loaded and we just not act on it, but other, you know, we're just not getting runs in. Like I, this has happened multiple times in multiple series where we get two people on base or bases loaded and we just don't, we don't score anybody. I just, I've never seen this before. I don't, the Cardinals, they're just they're not elevating the ball. They're not hitting the ball with any authority right now, either. That doesn't, that doesn't help, you know, and in the times that they are hitting the ball hard, it's nobody on or to lead off an inning or two outs in an inning when it's already kind of late, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's very, um, they get themselves it, behind and then they try to come back in the late innings. It's almost, well, it's almost becoming predictable as to how these games are going to go. You know, the pitching, uh, struggles in the in the beginning of the game. They score a run or two. We we come and tie it up, and then the seventh eighth inning comes around, and they score three or four, and it's out of reach. And then we hit, and we score one in the eighth, and then we give us hope, and then we lose by three. I feel like that's happened at least three or four times this last week. What do you What do you think is going on in the locker room right now? I think there's a lot of. Do you uh, think there's people are fighting at I, this point? I, it seems like there's something going on like nobody's it, whether it's i don't think there's there's a whole lot of chemistry right now in the in the cardinals clubhouse unfortunately it's there might be too um, many uh too many chiefs not enough yeah not indians. enough indians yeah i like that i like that saying i think that's that could be accurate too you know it's you look at like the big three right you uh, goldie Nato, and Contreras. adding Contreras to that mix might might not have been what we needed but and then you got that's, that's where we know, are now. <laughs> you got Newt, who you know came off that high of you Getting know the Jap- playing for Team Japan or Japan, and then um, Jordan yeah, Walker. Wait, I, I don't think Jordan Walker is a problem, but you've got know. Wayno, who's a who's a leader in the clubhouse as well, and and Michaelis. You know, you've got a lot of leaders and not enough uh, people maybe following. So. I think there's got to be a breaking point of okay, we've we've all got to bite the bullet, swallow our pride, forget our ego, and and start playing ball because it's getting it's getting nerve wracking. Even even if we are 20 games into the season, I, I don't even think we're that far. At 15, 18, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think the I, the season's definitely not over. It's it's becoming no. nerve. It's making me a little nervous. Like, okay, are they gonna are they gonna decide to play ball now or or what? Yeah. So it's well, the first say, month. So who who I'll, knows? I will say this: um, the Phillies last year started the exact same way, right? Um, you know, the Phillies had a terrible, terrible April last year, and then came well, out. are not having a very good April right now either. No, it, no. No top tier team has, has been playing very good. Um, who would have thought the D backs? Who would have thought the D backs would have been, you know, one of the top teams in the West? So. Right. Yeah. They're and and they look good. I mean they they've 
it's definitely been no slouch. You know, we haven't given these games away. They've they've earned them. Like uh, whenever um, Palante gave up that grand slam, I mean, that, they earned that. You know, they loaded the bases, nobody outs, and, and capitalized on it. That's just something we haven't done yet this year. I don't know. A lot of young guys on the team, too. So Yeah, yep. It's it's going to be interesting to watch unfold this year. I don't see the Cardinals even thinking about throwing away the season. I think we could be um, below 500, you know, over halfway through the season, and we still wouldn't be thinking of, of a reset of any means. But what's what's the solution? You know, what's where 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 do we go from here? And and one one thing I wanted to bring up off the top was um, some comments made by the front office and, and Marmol was mm-hmm. um, asking about Liberator, who's having a, a great start to his minor league season. Um, and he was a guy that I, I highly regard and, and I, I think deserves to be a big leaguer. But being a triple A right now, I think he's starting now. And yeah, oh yeah, he's he's off to a, an incredible start, but. Uh, one question that was asked to Marmol was, um, you know, what when does Liberator get a, a look? You know, how how much how, how much does the Cardinals staff have to struggle until uh, Liberator is called up? So um, Marmol answered by saying that they wanted to give each starter at least three starts. They wanted to evaluate after their third start, and I think um, I think tonight was. Flaherty's um, I think by Friday, everybody will have um, their third start. So who knows? Maybe maybe Libertor getting called up is, is closer than we thought. Maybe maybe after um, the weekend's here and hopefully we're closer to 500 and, and they feel confident in letting Libertor get a start. Maybe move Woodford to the bullpen and send down Hicks, you know, or, or Palante, you know. Mm-hmm. Open up a spot that way. You don't even have to get rid of any of your starters in the rotation right now, but let's move them around. Let's see who works. Let's see who doesn't. Um, and even maybe go to like a six-man rotation. I saw another um, question posed that way to Marmol, and he's like, we'll, we'll throw whoever is, is pitching well. He said, I, I, it doesn't matter to me if it's every fifth day, every sixth day. If you're, if you're providing for this team, then you're going to get opportunities, and if you're not, you're going to get moved off. And that kind of leads me to my next point. Um, Zach, what do you uh, just generally, uh, what are your thoughts about Jordan Hicks? Um, I'll start off with a quote from Ali Marmol that just came out about, well, earlier in the day. And it said, um, and he quotes, uh, we need to figure out a way for him to be more effective and usable. but and then he goes on to say we've got to have a good enough plan to do that where he's comfortable with it and we feel good about it. Getting him in low leverage situations is one option. Um, and on Saturday he was forced into a high leverage situation where there was no way around that one. Figuring out a way to get him right is the key, which basically means the front office wants me to play him, but I don't want to play him. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the. Exact notion I I got between the lines. I I think um, I definitely think there's a disconnect with between Marmol and the the higher ups with who should be playing and who shouldn't. He he kind of had the same um, the, the same comments about O'Neill playing center, you know, as opposed to Carlson or Newt Bar because it's been a little bit of an experiment so far. And he basically said, like, well, we see upside in him. We obviously know Carlson's a, a great defender in center, but we see the upside and potential. But it's almost like uh, his hand is being forced a little bit to to operate differently than how he might. Yeah, I, and I think that's why people are making him out to be such a bad guy. But, like, this year, for some reason, this year, everybody – Decides that Ali Marmol is the 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 villain of the well, team. Well, it, happen, it happens every year. I mean, it, it, yeah. it all it Especially takes with is Schilt yeah. He was in. It was it was terrible when he was here, and and part of the reason I think why he he got let go was because there was such outrage for the way that he managed the game, and it's no different now. I mean, the the no matter who we have at the helm, and regardless if they're making all the decisions or not, it, it's. It, 
there nothing is ever going to be universally loved and there's going to be a vast majority always having something negative to say especially when you start the way that you did this year well last year it was okay when marmol had us out to a really good start and, and consistently um you know was a, a factor in that and now it's oh well it's his fault that we're losing well no i think the pitching staff I think the just needs to pick it up makes up i would say I don't know. What do you think the front office makes up percentage-wise? Like 50, 60% For of the For decision-making? Yeah. Ooh. I would say just north of 50%. I think yeah. I think Marmol makes a lot of, like, the game-time decisions as far as, like, what's going on, um, you know, during the game, like, split decisions. But as far as scripting out a, a game goes, I definitely think there is a push from um, someone else – for pitching guys maybe in spots that uh, Marmol might not. And, and um, part of the reason that Hicks got thrown in that situation, uh, getting more into these games, um, that, that specific situation he was uh, talking about, it, it seems like it was only him and Stratton that were available. Palante was dealing with um, fatigue, and then uh, everyone else had pitched either the day before or, or needed another day. So he was forced into a situation by – the Cardinals pitching staff and, and I guess, you know, the, the coaching staff and of not getting these guys prepared in a way that they needed them to, you know, it's like, it's like you're telling them to prepare one way, then you're coaching a different way and, and it, it throws everybody off. So, well, it also doesn't help when you have to go to your bullpen into the fourth inning of every game. Right. Or- well, and, and that's part of it is, is the, the way that they, have these games scripted out as far as getting guys in and, and throwing, you know, not th- overthrowing guys and things like that is they're getting thrown into to situations that if the starting pitcher would have thrown two more innings of, of solid ball, they're coming in the seventh instead of the fifth, you know, they're in, and it's a totally different uh, intensity and pressure. And I think a lot of those pitchers need that to be sharp. You know, Verhagen's a good uh, example. Whenever he comes in, um, with less pressure, seems he gets hit a lot harder. But if he's forced into a situation where he's inheriting runners or, um, you know, battling some adversity, he shines really well. And, and that's one thing I think uh, one of the bright spots in in the bullpen so far this year. Yeah, um, with the seven games that Hicks has appeared in this year, um, his ERA is a twelve seven one and. He has a walk percentage of twenty two point nine percent, which is not good. I confirm. I can confirm that's not good. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. not gonna. It's not gonna win you a um a fifth spot in the rotation by any means, uh, as as he was wanting. Um, you know, it's it's tough looking at how the um how the bullpen has been used so far this year. That's one part of it is guys that are struggling like Palante and Hicks have the, the first and second most appearances of the ro- of the entire bullpen. Hicks, uh, Palante has thrown eight games. Giovanni Gallegos has only thrown five. Tell me how that makes any sense. Unless I'm missing something where Gallegos is dealing with an injury that is not disclosed. Why is he, why has he not thrown majority of the innings that Palante and Hicks have gotten. I know that they had said at the beginning of the season that he was having trouble with the pitch clock, but when I, when we, when he would come into games, I wouldn't see any, I don't, I didn't really see it. He hasn't had any, uh, I think actually he may have had one pitch clock violation so far, but I mean, even if that, if that is the reason, that's a terrible reason. Everybody has had to, acclimate themselves to this pitch clock and you know even even guys who have struggled with it haven't haven't and even Gallegos I mean he he's thrown five games eight K's only given up one hit you know and and hasn't let up any any runs so what are we waiting for where where is he supposed to fit in if he's not getting in the games I don't know I really don't <laughs> I, you I, sound I just, defeated I, it's hard for me to give an answer because I don't, I don't. I don't. It's this team is just unpredictable. They either look fantastic 
or they just they're always falling behind within the first like two innings. I don't. Right. Um, well, that's kind of what happened tonight. Um, we're recording this on Monday. Um, the Cardinals just lost six to three to the Diamondbacks. I was tough. Um, definitely a tough one to uh, to watch. Being at, that they came back and and looked so good, and then Flaherty gives up a, a couple a hit and a walk, I think, and they bring in Palante, who gives up a a grand slam to Paven Smith. So not uh, not how we drew it up. Um, Burleson ended up hitting a home run later in the game, and uh, which is great. Um, but like we've been saying, the hitting's not the problem. Um, Nolan Gorman was a standout this this last week. Uh, he went nine for twenty five with two home runs and seven ribbies. He has been the shooting star this year by a wide margin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, Burleson, and then. I mean, Burleson had that two-run home run tonight. He looked good. That pitch was sick. The the pitch he hit it on was sick. It was like at his eyes, it looked like, and he just tomahawked it. He's a big dude. He's a a big dude. He is a big dude. Um, And then – Swinging that mighty stick. He looks good, though. I mean, he he, – he's gotten a lot more starts in playing time because of how well he's hitting. Yeah, they're they're allowing him to to catch a rhythm and – um, play more in the field too. You know they're trusting him to play left field, right field. Um, I think ideally they'd like him to DH, but it, it's so tough having a strong infield and um, you know guys to platoon around in the outfield. But um, you know the Bronson's outfield been has been um, semi struggling compared to the last recent years, from what I've seen. I, um, I agree with that. It's but I know yeah, I think Jordan a Hicks lot of mixed like production. Yeah, Jordan Hicks had like a or not Jordan Hicks. Uh, Jordan Walker had a like negative point two war or something. I don't know, but I mean he's, the, uh, he's in a little bit of bad. a slump right now. A little bit of a slump. Yeah, negative point uh, three war as of right now. But um, I mean, he just came off that twelve game uh, hitting streak. What that, that's pretty historic. Hasn't been done since nineteen. I think. 11 or 22 or something like that. Yeah. Um, by Eddie Murphy. But I mean, other than that, I mean, he's not, I mean, he's hitting 267, 302 OBP. Um, but I mean, he's, he's been he's also 20 years old. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's tough to, it's tough to perform like that, um, on a, on a consistent basis. Whenever you're just he he hasn't even eclipsed uh, he had he he has 63 at bats in his major league career and and we're expecting him to uh, consistently hit uh, on a, on an every game basis already so he's uh, he's got some room to grow he's young um, he looks he looks the part uh, he looks like a big leaguer he's he's carrying himself as a big leaguer so it's been it's been fun to watch him grow so far. Yeah, it just um something's just gotta something's gotta click. Yeah, I don't know what you need to do. Whether well, we did have we had a, an exciting walk off hit yesterday. Tommy mm-hmm. Edmond, shout out Tommy Edmond. Um, he's been playing good ball lately. Um, Goldie's been Mister Consistent. He got the night off tonight, but um, he's he's walked more than he struck out. Only one bomb, eight ribbies, but um, he's hitting a lot of doubles. And he's getting on base, which is very much needed right now. Whenever we're struggling the way that we have, um, Nolan looks good at third too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Arenado's been a highlight reel the last like three games. He's yeah. he's had some pretty incredible plays. I think he's all but cemented himself as the greatest defending third baseman, surpassing Scott Rowland in my opinion. I think he's a Head head and shoulders better than Scott Rowland defensively. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> but it's it's pretty cool that um, both of those guys are Cardinals, you know, uh, and and will go into the Hall of Fame as Cardinals. That's uh, definitely a cool notch to have on the belt of fandom. Yeah, the um, some little G whiz. Uh, the Cardinals have a negative 10 run differential in the central compared 
Well, the Milwaukee Brewers have a 28 plus. Chicago has 16 plus. Pittsburgh negative five. The Pittsburgh are- has been is kind of a, a, a little bit of a, a sneaky sneaky powerhouse. I, I like their young guys. Brian Reynolds is playing like the star that he is. He's gonna if the if the Pirates are uh, if they hit a cold hit a cold streak, he's gonna get paid somewhere else. But um, Brian Hayes has looked that, awesome. Um, O'Neill Cruz got hurt. Um, Broke his femur. Back soon. Yeah, it was like his ankle or uh, that play was so dumb too. Um, yeah. But their young guys have looked really good. Their pitching's looked really good. Johan Oviedo um, looked good against us uh, when when they pitched against us. So it's uh the division is is shaping up to be a little harder to control than maybe what we thought it was. I think they may just may have overlooked everybody, right? But no teams really did anything to get better over the offseason. No, maybe not, not even us. I mean, I, I we got Wilson Contreras, which was a big step. But at the same time, we addressed a problem that we really didn't have. Um, you know, with offensively, obviously, it's great to add him as a bat. But if we're if we're looking at what is most important for us to upgrade, I think pitching has always been. Number the last one priority. five years, that, that has been the cry of all Cardinals fans is getting some kind of, you know, big namer out there, and um, just hasn't happened. It, yeah, I mean, we're dead last in the NL Central right now. I didn't even yeah, realize four it. and a half games back. That is so bad. It's disappointing. I, I, I'm usually a pretty uh, positive guy when it comes to the Cardinals. I I do think we're going to be okay, but. It's not. Uh, it's not fun to watch right now. It's just not. It's not enjoyable to to go to a, a Cardinals game or watch it on the TV and and enjoy it. It's we just. It's. I don't know. I, I gotta. I gotta flip my mindset. I guess because I'm just. I'm feeling a little down about the Cardinals. So it, it, with that point, I mean, let's let's throw out some solutions. Um, we can treat this like a draft almost. I I have some in mind that uh, I think would be jump starters for the Cardinals to really get their groove back. But Zach, I'll, I'll let you go first. What, what is your number one pick for solutions for the St. Louis Cardinals to, to get back on track? Like immediately get back, back on track? Yeah. Or just yep. Just like, immediate fire, fire starter. You, you know, bring like, up, you bring up Matthew Libertor. So number one pick from Zach, bring up Libertor. I think you bring him up, you put him in like a two or a three um, behind. I say you throw him immediately and just let him work yeah, his way I, in. Just, you know? so, just something. Just put him somewhere. I mean, I don't uh, You bring him up and you, you – he, he's 3-0 starting out in AAA right now. So, I mean, what's the, what's the worst that could happen, you know? Yeah. Um, bring him up and put <sighs> – yeah, put Woodford in the bullpen. He didn't look that bad. Um, he he started um, in this seven-game stretch. Um, he went five and a third, had seven hits, uh, three strikeouts. Ended up putting him in position to win. So, you know, he's he, he looked a lot better in this start than he did in his uh, first start. But I, I agree with you. I think Liberator is the right call and the right move right now because – they they very much need somebody to come in and breathe some life into that rotation that very much needs either a break. So by adding Liberator in, it gives everybody an extra day or just somebody to to write the ship, somebody to put a quality start in the books and uh, build off of. I think that's a great, great idea. Yeah, I like that pick. I think that's an easy number one. So mm-hmm. I'm going to hit you with my number one. Um, which is moving Zach Thompson from the bullpen to the starting rotation. I was le- I was getting ready to to bounce that off of the Libertor thing and bring Zach Thompson in as a starter. I think it makes I think it makes too much sense. He's looked really really good this year so far. Um, they've used him uh, quite a bit too. I think he I think he was right up there with Palante as far as getting in games. And uh, staying in, you know, whenever he gets in the game, he throws an inning or more. 
Um, and he gets out of a lot of jams. He, he has a lot of swing and miss stuff, which is very much needed in the, in the beginning of the game, because I feel like that's when we're really getting hit is right off the bat. So I think slotting him in maybe, you know, where you talked about Liberatory, you know, just slot Thompson in for a spot start in between um, guys who really need it, like Matson and, and like uh, a six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Act as as a sixth. You know, don't throw him between now and uh, Friday or Saturday, and let him get a spot start in Seattle. You know, I don't. I think that would be a good way to break up the monotony of the starting rotation and take some pressure off. Uh, you know, the guys who are really struggling and that need a break right now. I don't, I, know what to do. I don't know what to do with Michaelis or Flaherty. I, yeah. They well, and and here's something with uh, Michaelis over his last two starts, um, an alarming stat I saw uh, over his last two starts, ten and two thirds innings, he has given up seventeen hits, seventeen hits. That is, it, it almost makes it impossible to win a baseball game if you're giving up that many hits. That's you're averaging nine hits a game, roughly. That's not going to win baseball games in any league. I don't care if it's the minor leagues. It's. I thought that was a, a very alarming stat, and and I think I don't um, know how you has to be I don't know how you go this far with doing that. I don't either. Um, I don't know. I think if, if that it's was a philosophy Louisiana. thing, or if he just it, he hasn't necessarily looked bad. He he's. Getting, he's still getting ground balls. He's still looking pretty sharp. It's just I, he's losing focus maybe uh, late in the counts, giving up dumb blue pits. Um, I don't know. It's it's an, an interesting thought as to a lot of the Cardinals' disadvantages with their starting rotation because Michaelis is looked at as their ace. Yeah. I think if that was uh... – if LaRusso was still manager, I think Hicks would have been gone about yeah about so is that, a month ago. Is that safe to say that's your second pick is for for turning this team around? DFA I, Hicks? Yeah. I think you I don't think you DFA I think so what I think would most likely happen in the I guess the I guess the state of the Cardinals organization is that you say he's injured, in quotations. Right. Yeah. Uh, give him a give him a, a, a extended stint on the IL to calm him. Yeah. So you just give him a rehabilitation in Springfield right. for you know a start or two, and then kind of see where he's at. Um, maybe bring almost up. like sacrifice him a little bit. You know, give him. Open up a roster spot in a way that is believable because he has pitched like he's hurt. So you might as well try and sell the narrative that that's that's why he's not pitching well right now. Yeah, maybe you give uh, one of these triple A guys a. Uh, well, I mean, just bring up Liberator and yeah, bring up you know, even if you hard. throw him out of the pen, do something like that. Yeah, um, I do. I so the way that I understand it, just from. Um, some of the explanations with Hicks and, and why he still is on the roster. I think he's out of options. I don't think they can send him to the minor leagues without either one, his consent or two, without clearing waivers because of does, how long he's been in the, the MLB so far. Does I think he, what, how long does he have left? Is, is this his, like, I think this is his last year. Either he has one more year of arbitration or this is his last year before free agency. He was kind of the same situation as like Alex Reyes. Who um, might be a, going into free agency last offseason? I think Hicks was is right on that same timeline. That might be a uh, a trade deadline thing too. I just don't see any team with the way no, he's pitching right now. Him. Nobody wants him. You might Nobody wants him, him on their team right now. If you didn't including know, the Cardinals, if you didn't know Matthew Libertor has a one dot zero six ERA. How many starts? Three, four. Uh. Three uh three starts, seventeen innings pitched, ten hits, two runs, two earned. See that that could be very useful a one in the coming win. weeks. He's just gotta keep pitching yeah. well. That's all he can do. 
wait for his turn. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's a great idea. You know, send Hicks down. Um, hopefully he passes through waivers and they can fix him in the minor leagues. But um, I think that is an easy... Um, I think you're out of options if he just starts getting nailed in the minor leagues too. I think, right. I yeah. Think, yeah, I think he's cut, cut bait and move on. Yeah, I think somebody else is, he'll end up on the Rays and end up throwing 106 and and being dominant yeah. somehow. You know, that's that's always what happens. That's how he usually goes. So, well, my um, so so my second pick is a pick that I I don't 100 percent believe in, but I think would definitely um, turn the direction in one way or another. I think trading Tyler O'Neill is an option that the Cardinals should take yeah. a little more time in evaluating. That was going to be, that was, that was like my mid season kind of prediction prediction was he, him, I think maybe Carlson or whoever gets packaged and they just get sent off for a, for a, a big name pitcher. I definitely think O'Neill's value is is at a good level right now. Um, I think if you're going to do it, he's probably screaming to get out of St. Louis. At this right. Point. Well, I I'd hope that's not the case, but it does feel that way. I do think there. I think that is playing a little bit of a factor into the the clubhouse. You know, I don't I don't think the um, that bridge has been restored back to, with Marmol and O'Neill, and I think it's maybe causing a little frustration outwardly with, uh, you know, other players. I don't know. I, I think a change of scenery for him might do him good and, and then bring in somebody that we can benefit from on the pitching side. Yeah. Bring somebody. Yeah. But the only problem is, is that you never know with Mo who you're going to be picking up. Well, he's, I think one thing with Mosaic and, and this is something that, um, was talked about in my uh, fantasy baseball group chat um, where everybody is Cardinals fans and everybody uh, thinks they can do Mo's job. But um, they had a lot to say about Mosellac, and, and I think the one thing that you can't dispute is that he has been a very good um, acquisitions guy when it comes yeah. to trading. We, been, I think that is the only thing is that you – you can talk all you want about him, but he picked up Quintana and Monty last year. Yep. Everybody was like, well, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And then they and he, he does it smart, everybody. too. He doesn't get rid of guys that um, – he, he obviously, he has um, a little bit of history with getting rid of the wrong guys, but even at those times, you can't predict those kind of things. Or Rosa Reina was never like a, a highly touted prospect and – um, you know, Carson Kelly, our uh, top catching prospect, ended up turning out to be uh, a pretty good trade piece for getting Goldschmidt. You know, we didn't lose a whole lot there. But, um, you know, I, I think he does a great job of finding those small pieces and putting them together to get that big piece. So that's one thing I, I think is very hard to to argue is that Mosaic doesn't know how to trade when he I think that is his best trait as our general manager. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, you gotta. I think getting O'Neill out of there and bringing in a pitcher uh, is something that would send shockwaves through the organization. But I, I think it would be a positive. I think it's necessary. I think it is too. So Zach, what is necessary for your final third pick? for solutions to turn this 2023 season around? Um, I mean, I think the big ones have already been named, but I don't know. I just, somebody needs to just step up and, you know, get into, get into somebody's chest and be like, hey. hey. So, so your third pick is uh, somebody's got somebody step stepping up. up. Step up and be a leader about something because this this cannot this can't go on much long can't go on much longer like this I, cannot, yeah. can't let it fester can't keep can't, letting it grow momentum we gotta gotta cut it off when when we're we're able to and and right now is a good time with the Diamondbacks in town yeah and I mean 
I mean, the next couple series is it, it's no it's no cakewalk. You have the D backs, you have the Mariners, you have the Giants, you have L.A. Uh, Dodgers coming up. But then, um, you know, your May's your May's kind of looking up. Um, you start out with do hit a little bit of a softer spot in May for sure. Yeah, you have the Angels series, the Tigers, the Cubs, Sox, Red Sox. Um, then you kind of got a bad stint here with the Brewers and the Dodgers, and then you end the rest of the month with the the Reds and the uh, Indian. Or well, so no, we have a chance to really get back to level. We, yeah. we have a chance. There, there's some lull in the schedule to where we we could get back to even pretty pretty easily. Yeah, it's just somebody's got to just. So, in your opinion, who do you think needs to step up? Is there a guy you have in mind that you think needs to? I, I think if there's any way that's going to be vocal, it's going to be Nolan Arnano. Yeah, I, I agree. I also think um, one candidate for a good, uh, you know, step up and be a leader is Wilson Contreras. You know, the guy they brought in to he, take he's that a role. Guy. He's a passionate guy. They brought him in. He knew exactly what he was getting into, filling in Yachty's shoes. Yachty was a clubhouse leader. I'm sure they have that same aspiration for him as to what he can accomplish. So I, I think he's got to start showing a lot more of that, that fire and that passion when it comes to the game of baseball. I think that's going to go a long way as well. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's no other solutions other than somebody needs to just be the guy. And well, I've got one solution. I do. Tell me, tell me, tell hear me. me out. Let me know. I say, call up Mason Wynn. Give him a shot. Let him get a hundred at bats. Take no, the bat out of not take, against that. Take take the bat out of uh, of letting letting other guys get get opportunities like Taylor Motter. You know, I, I think he's been a, a great addition to the Cardinals, but he's not a guy I want to see out there every uh, every fourth or fifth day giving somebody a break. I would I think it would I, I think, you think you can mix Mason Wynn in the fold and still give him plenty of opportunities to shine on the big th- league squad. Do you think it would be benefit to put Tommy in the outfield? And then put Mason at short, and keep, I like that idea. And keep, keep Brendan Donovan at second. I like that idea. I think, um, or 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 even put Donovan at a at a corner position. You know, I think Donovan's just as good in the outfield as the infield. Obviously, he's a great second baseman, but you know, I, I think if we're looking at the the defense, if you're moving Tommy Edmond or Brendan Donovan out in the outfield, I think our defense gets better if you move Tommy Edmond into, you know, left field or right field um, and put Mason Wynn at shortstop. Just his arm alone, I think, makes up a lot of the difference that Tommy's glove makes up maybe in left field or right field. Yeah, I mean, Tommy's going to have to learn to start playing outfield anyway. But that's the thing is is one one way to open that up is trade Tyler O'Neill. Give give Mason Wynn a chance. You know, that that opens up a spot to, to do that. That leaves a, an area open for – for someone like Mason Wynn to come up and shine. So, you know. There's just so much talent that's in AAA that could really help this team. Yeah, and there's just um, not enough space. I think I think what also is that there's just there's no there's no flash on this team, man. There's no flash. Yeah, like, we need the passion. You need, you need somebody like Mason Wynn or some of these young guys to come out there and kind of show the new era of – Seeing Contreras get fired up and, about something, I think – it's it's um, refreshing. It's refreshing, yeah, a hundred percent. I think uh, I think his benefit to the team is more than just him being a good catcher and being a, a good part of the lineup. I think his passion and love for the game and leadership aspect of it, it can't be measured the same way that someone like Goldie or or something, where he's a quiet um, lead by example. We need somebody who's a little more vocal and gets the younger guys fired up. I think that's going to go a long way. Yeah, he's in the best position possible to do that. Yeah, and uh, you saw Jordan Walker getting people fired up on the on the bench the other day. Yeah, uh, he's know, exciting. You just need that new that new um, era of 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 player to go out there and shine. 
Yeah, get people fired up. You need somebody who's flashy. We need something to celebrate. We need something yeah. to cheer about. You think he'll get called up soon? I don't, but a man can dream. I I think uh, the only way he's getting called up is if someone gets hurt, and I don't want anybody that he might replace to get hurt because Tommy Edmonds playing good ball, Brendan Donovan's playing good ball, and Nolan Gorman is playing great baseball. So those are three guys that I think if one of them goes down, maybe he gets a chance, but I just don't see, uh, I don't see a clear pathway for him to get called up unless somebody gets moved, somebody gets hurt or someone just stops producing. And I don't think any of those things are on the horizon right now. I don't know, man. We've got, um, we've got a full week of baseball upcoming um zach have you saw this you you kind of rattled off the schedule a little, little bit um we've got two more games with the diamondbacks tuesday and wednesday we're off thursday and then they have three games in seattle against the mariners um and then by this time next monday they'll they will have finished their first game with the giants so that's six games zach what's your prediction for the cardinals this week um in their six games Two with the Diamondbacks, three with the Mariners, and one with the Giants. Um, man, I I really want to say we win these next two games against the Diamondbacks. Um, let's. See. Our probable pitchers for those two games are Montgomery for us, and to win. Dre then... Jameson for the Diamondbacks, and then Madison Bumgarner comes to town to face. Jake Woodford. I I would say we win. I say we win these next two against the Diamondbacks. I'd say we're probably going to drop. We're going to lose the series against the Mariners, and we win three out of four against the Giants. Ooh, so you're going? You're giving me the full. You're giving me the full uh, in depth breakdown of the not just these uh six games but the next next two series next 10 i like it yeah so so you're predicting they go what is that six and four six and three yeah i Somewhere. like that i i predicted for the two against the diamondbacks i think um we lose tomorrow we win on wednesday against madison bumgardner I think we're going to surprise everybody and go in and win the series against the Mariners and win that game on uh, on next Monday. I I think we go yeah. four and two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll win. I think we'll win tomorrow. Maybe drop Wednesday. I think we'll. If we lose to Madison Bumgarner, that's when I'm going to really start wondering what's going on with this offense. <laughs> if if we can't if we can't do some damage to old damaged Madison Bumgarner. Um, you know, what, what are we doing? Yeah. That's when it, that's when I'm going to get really nervous is when we stop hitting pitchers that should be hit. Like so, so Merrill Kelly tonight pitched in the championship game of team USA, um, in the world baseball classic. So, you know, he, he's a good pitcher. He's no scrub. He, he threw well yeah. tonight too. But when, when we're facing guys like Madison Bumgarner, um, and even last last series with the Pirates, there were there were pitchers that we faced that we should have demolished, and we just didn't. So that's when that's when alarms start to kind of go off. Of okay, is it just a slump or is something actually wrong? Yeah, like you said, you, Mike Maddox might have might have been goaded. Didn't, yeah. even know. <laughs> didn't even know it. Jeff he was Albert the hidden too. gem. Yeah, oh yeah, Jeff Albert. Goodness, that uh, the Mets aren't playing very well right now either. So I don't think we have to worry about uh, Jeff Albert <laughs> being the problem. I think sometimes we just go through these slumps. But Zach, final thoughts? What anything you want to anything to get off your chest? Anything uh, anything you're looking forward to doing now that you're back home? Um, Carl's better figure it out. I'm gonna start selling my season tickets. That's what I'm. Uh... So if any listeners are are needing uh, needing tickets, you know where to you know where to go. But, left field uh, bleachers. Left field bleachers. That's where the true fans sit. In true Zach Ashby's opinion. <laughs> Zach, but drop no, our I mean, drop our Instagram real quick. Uh, let's well, let's get that out there. 
the Bush League official underscore. Bush League official underscore on Instagram, and that is Bush underscore League Pod on Twitter. Um, please send us emails. Didn't have any this week, um, but hopefully we'll we'll have some to answer next week. It is Bush League Cards Pod at gmail.com. Once again, that is Bush League Cards Pod at gmail.com. We're so happy you're back, Zach. Um, everybody stay tuned, stick around. Uh, we're going to start, I think we're really going to start filming content and, and being more present with Cardinals things now that we're both, um, in vicinity to each other and can get together to record things. So I think it's only the beginning for us as far as, uh, the direction this podcast is going. Yeah, for sure. We'll, uh, we'll start filming and get more uh, film content and better quality. We got uh, through 11 podcast. episodes uh, just strictly recording um, every week with Zach overseas. So, I mean, now that we're uh, – now that we, that was our spring training. That was our off season. Yeah, now spring training. That's our – It's a real season for us now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll, uh, we'll definitely uh, get some better content with uh, being closer together now. Maybe go watch leaving, some spring won't be leaving for games. a while. So that's what we like to hear. Maybe maybe we'll go catch a Springfield Cardinals game here soon. Yeah, something. Got a lot of content planned. We got something in the works for that. So definitely, definitely. So uh, Zach, if your minds minds clear and hearts full, I think I think we're we're good to wrap it up. Yeah, sounds good. All righty. So everybody, thank you for listening again. We're out of here. Sounds good.